could eat a page for hours. Please. Greetings and salutations. This is Cage's Kiss, the ultimate cage cast, where we discuss each of the National Treasure's cinematic masterpieces and his life. We also try to glean whatever kernels of wisdom we can from his character that week. Except this week, we're doing it a little different. Uh, before we get into that, my name is Linda Castro, but you can call me the Cheese. And I'm the Dummy! <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> and I am the Adrian, and Cage doesn't have a character this week because he is a character. today we're talking about an important event in Nicolas cage's life instead of a movie we're talking about his meeting courting and questing for the hand of patricia arquette this is a little series we're starting we like to call it tales from the cage (laughs) and i like to call this court in cage (laughs) (laughs) You might say it's Cage's quest. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes. In uh, 1987, Cage was 23 years old. And uh, he, along with a lot of the younger Hollywood stars, liked to hang out at uh, Cantor's Deli in Los Angeles. And uh, Nick Cage liked to go there because uh, he could park and show off his uh, mini cars or his motorcycle. Take off his shirt. And and take off his shirt. And actually he was kicked out for a little while because he was trying to impress and turn on his older girlfriend. And uh, he decided the best way to go about doing that was to throw a ketchup bottle at the wall. And uh, needless to say, the owner of Cantor's Deli was not turned on. So he wasn't allowed there for a while. like old school romance right there. You know, chucking ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Bitch can't, um, bitch can't, I, but I, I can. <laughs> I've seen guys do worse, but <laughs> I've also seen guys do better. <laughs> but, um, anyway, he uh, in 1987, he wandered into Cantor's Deli with his friend Crispin Glover. Ooh. My kind of time traveling companion. (laughs) (laughs) Gatsby boy himself. And at this time, Patricia Arquette was only 19 years old. And uh, she had been in A Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warrior. Dream Warrior. (laughs) (laughs) And she was also in Dawkins' music video for said uh, song. But she was not in A Nightmare on Elm Street number four. They had that stupid blonde stand in acting like she's Patricia Arquette, which she's totally not. Well, we can get into that too, but um, Randy Harlan I mean, that comes later. Up. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You should probably go back and, and say that in the Crypt Keeper's voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> okay, better. <laughs> she, she was a also in a movie called uh, Pretty Smart. And a TV movie called Daddy. Oh, well, Lance. <laughs> but, uh, I won't be watching that she one. Was, uh, oh, God. No. Please, no. But um, she literally passed them by. She walked right by them. But um, 
Before I get into that, I, I should say that she comes from a family of performers, much like uh, Nicolas Cage. Her uh, great-grandparents on, this is all on her, um, the paternal side, her dad's side. Her great-grandparents were vaudeville performers. Ooh. Her grandfather, Cliff, was known for his character, Charlie Weaver. And um, he had his own show as Charlie Weaver, and he was... Um, a, I guess, a recurring guest on uh, Hollywood Squares. And uh, her father, Lewis, was a Broadway actor. Her mother, Brenda Marty Denal, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, was an actress and uh, a therapist. And then, of course, she had uh, four siblings. And she's no Alexis... stranger to Denal. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, her sisters were uh, Alexis and Rosanna. And uh, brothers Richmond and David, all actors. Alexis, who was initially and, Alex, I believe. And I believe Alexis so. Yeah. No, but she did have a, a persona, Eva Destruction. Wow. With Gregory Hines. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, they all grew up in a hippie commune and... Uh, and uh, she said later that she never really felt that she got rid of those hippie tendencies. But uh, anyway, uh, they walked past, or well, Patricia Arquette walked right past uh, Crispin and Nicholas at the time. And, uh, and she said, said, harumph. Harumph. <laughs> Not impressed. <laughs> Actually, uh, Nicholas said, quote, she walked past me and said she'd just eaten liver and onions. <laughs> I, I fell in love with her then and there. I said, listen, you don't believe me, but I want to marry you. And she said, no. And I said, then put me on a quest. Anything. Let me prove how much I mean this. End quote. A little creepy. <laughs> and <laughs> That's what I've been waiting to hear. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just like the thought of her passing by and like, just like, apropos nothing, like just out of the blue, like, I just ate liver and onions. <laughs> you know, like, like, what a coincidence, shoes. me too. <laughs> I want to eat your like, liver with you. onions. <laughs> In the most romantic Let's way. Let's go play though. harmonica down by the train tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Can I put you in a cage? <laughs> go to the corner, Donnie. Go to the corner. <laughs> I want you to go to the corner and think about what you just said. <laughs> it turns out the stage name came after his uh, habit of abducting women. You know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You could say he was a little wild at heart. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, what a size (laughs) eight? Not in the city of angels. (laughs) He gave her a knowing look. It's so safe to say after she sent him on a quest, he drove home angry. (laughs) I fucking hate puns and I fucking hate He had a problem with rage. (laughs) This was your idea. (laughs) She'd broken the trust. 
<laughs> Crispin says, anyway. don't get mad. It's a dog-eat-dog world. <laughs> Damn it. Anyway, she thought that they were teasing her and just uh, fucking around with her. So, uh, and she was a little creeped out, which I mean, yeah. And so she went to her table and uh, wrote a list on a napkin of uh, things that she thought were impossible to to possibly get. So she got uh, J.D. Salinger's autograph. Respect. A black orchid. Mondu. A Bob's big boy statue, which I mean, yeah, who doesn't want that? And a wedding dress from a Tibetan tribe. Now, Nick thought that, that the all? orchid would be... Huh? I said, is that all? <laughs> no, I think that she probably asked for more, but this is all that either of them Respect could remember according pay. to interviews. Well, she did ask for that later. A vial of Alexander <laughs> the Great's semen. <laughs> Shh, dude, I don't, I'm not ready to tell everybody how Carlo courted me. <laughs> semen. <laughs> now, uh, so Nick thought that the orchid would be the easiest thing to obtain, so he started with that. And he soon found out that black orchids don't fucking exist. And that's why she put it on the goddamn list in the first place. You know, he could have just given so, her a copy of Dumas' The Black Tulip and said, close enough. (laughs) 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 But she would accept no substitutes. Damn right. (laughs) So um, he bought a purple orchid and a can of black spray paint. Yeah. Drove his motorcycle over to her house with a vengeance. (laughs) Damn it! Set his head on fire. fire. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this is the part that creeps me out the most because, like, oh, now you're creeped out. So many different. Yeah. What? No, I said the most (laughs) because I looked at so many different places to find. How the fuck did he know where she lived? <laughs> um, she's Patricia no, Arquette, who doesn't know where she lives. <laughs> Just follow Twitter. He put on, he, he glued on a mustache, and he got on one of those Hollywood tour buses where they show the homes of the stars and waited for them to point her out. Then he made them stop the bus, Starring. unhitched his motorcycle from the front of it, and then drove over. This is where the star of the TV movie Daddy lives. Patricia Ooh, everybody whips out the cameras and starts snapping pictures. <laughs> but uh, anyway, he, he showed up at her house and um, he said that she was uh, scared. Uh, yeah, doy. Um, she was peeking out her window at him. And he, um, he theatrically, in true cage fashion, pulled out the orchid from his, his motorcycle jacket and pulled out the can of spray paint and painted the orchid while she watched. In real he said, time. In real time. Performance and art. He said, quote, I went up to the door and gave it to her and she went, thank you. She was terrified. She watched End quote. I love that, like, their love story starts off with a quote of him saying she was terrified. <laughs> I think he says it was terror, but it's more like, oh, this didn't end. Damn. It. 
Now, uh, his manager was friends with uh, J.D. Salinger's son, who said that he never signed anything, of course, because, I mean, he was, like, notorious for being one of those authors who just didn't want to be in the limelight. He didn't... He he just was not a celebrity. So did he pose as a pizza delivery man and say, you have to sign for this, or...? <laughs> <laughs> No, actually, uh, he found a letter for sale from the author. So, of course, it was signed. And um, he paid $2,500 for it, uh, put it in a cigar box with an apricot and a Dominican cigar. He drove to her house and uh, found her playing hopscotch in the street with one of her friends. Because 19, that's what you do. (laughs) Right? He pulled up left the box and drove off. (laughs) (laughs) She was a little apprehensive about opening a box because of that other time he left the flaming dog poopy there. (laughs) That he spray painted. (laughs) I bet he was gone in 60 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) She can tell he was a real family man. He just wanted to put the rock on her finger because a little birdie told him so. (laughs) His hair was perfect. He must have used a car there. (laughs) I've got real snake eyes for you. (laughs) Come at us, Crib Keeper. Ah, uh, copyright. Uh, <laughs> See you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, naturally, she was uh, she was getting frightened by him. <laughs> naturally, and, uh, she she finally relented when he said that he was about to get the statue uh, that night at midnight. He just needed to get the right tools. You need to stop. You so, need to stop right now. No. <laughs> Yeah, that's basically what she told him. Was he going to take the head off um, Jebediah Springfield? (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) So she finally relented and said she wouldn't marry him, but she would go on a date with him. And uh, I guess she wasn't that frightened. In my country, date means marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're getting to that. You live in Van <laughs> she uh apparently kissed him so much that night that she got a burn on her face from his beard. So they took a- <laughs> wow. it was from his beard. <laughs> what happened yeah, his to your beard. mustache? It not not his beard. <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't have been anything else. <laughs> so they went <laughs> Uh, natural next step in the relationship and went on a trip to Mexico <laughs> where uh, Nicholas Cage says <laughs> he says quote I remember being so in love that I wasn't able to have sex because I was paralyzed I couldn't perform on that level <laughs> end quote so <laughs> never on a Tuesday <laughs> <laughs> You could say he was moonstruck. (laughs) It wasn't a deadfall, and she was guarding Tess. Figure that one out. (laughs) They were going to be trapped in paradise. 
guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One could say they weren't raising Arizona. <laughs> Arizona beans. <laughs> oh, oh, uh. so, God damn it, I hate myself for going to your level. <laughs> um, his uh, his uh, grandfather was conducting a show in Cuba at the time, and uh, he wanted... So, Nick... Cage decided he wanted to take her there and marry her in Havana. So, uh, while, while his family was around and, uh, I don't think that she knew about his plans to marry her. I think he was just going to fucking take her to Havana <laughs> and be like, know it so we're getting married. <laughs> Stop distracting me, babe. I'm planning an abduction. God. <laughs> God. <laughs> However, um, the airport in Mexico City lost his tickets, and he, Oopsie. in true cage fashion, lost his shit. <laughs> he threw the ketchup he... bottle at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, does this turn you on? Turn it into a real rumble fish. Yes, senor, that changes everything. <laughs> so she did not like how he threw a fit and uh, and started yelling at everybody in the airport. So she wanted to go home and uh, they returned to the States and she ended up getting back with her ex-boyfriend. Well, no, actually, I think she was actually dating him at the time. So she got back with her boyfriend, who is the musician Paul Rossi. Now, uh, Nick would call her off and on and ask her to marry him. And of course, she would say... Dude, I got a boyfriend. And she'd call him off and on, and he would say he had a girlfriend. So they just kept kind of missing each other. But uh, in 1989, on January 3rd, she was 21, and she had Paul's child, Enzo Rossi. And uh, not almost two Inzo? years after that, Enzo. Enzo? As in Lorenzo's oil. As in all of ends there. <laughs> Enzo shit. Yes. Um I'm sure he's a fine fine gentleman. Um on December 26, 1990, Cage's then girlfriend Christina Fulton gave birth to his first child, Weston Cage Coppola. And they talked on and off through the years, and uh Patricia Arquette said that she was at, you know, uh at this time and I guess throughout her life looking for a quote unquote honorable, truthful, brave man. Now, uh, Nick had been on her mind throughout the years and she said, quote, I needed to be reassured that the depth of his love would be as brave as before. End quote. I don't know about brave, but, uh, <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. I guess there's a fine line between brave and creepy, uh, Twilight. creepy stalker. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Like, might end up in his, like, uh, well in his basement. I mean, I don't Isn't know. Isn't TMI if I start starting stories about one of your exes right now? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I really hope you don't. <laughs> it, just, it just reminds me of a certain one of them. And a certain uh, power tool. Uh, <laughs> certainly not so. the best of times <laughs> uh, 
that her dream man was, quote, someone who looked like Jesus. <laughs> was con- that explains his 90s haircut. Okay. Yeah. Looked like Jesus, but was kind of like a magician, a clown, and a pirate all mixed together. So Jesus. Someone who could write his own mar- moral code. Well, she missed the boat. She should have got with Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if she had just been in a, a couple uh, Nightmare on Elm Streets before Oh, that. that's true. Yeah, that's their connection. But I mean, who isn't looking for someone who looks like Jesus, but it's a ma- magician, clown, and pirate all rolled into one? Now, my son, we've never <laughs> met before, have we? <laughs> Nothing in my sleeve. <laughs> Avast, tis my father. <laughs> I don't think that he looks like Jesus, but uh, I I guess if you you squint and drink a little bit. You know, that um, four hour Jesus of Nazareth adaptation was that one, that one British guy. He's a little bit cagey. (laughs) (laughs) Robert Powell. That's his name. Rock me sexy Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Nick Cage found himself attracted to crazy women uh his words not mine Mm -hmm. and uh was looking for a woman who could kick his ass i mean yeah did that uh, once again the four-day marriage too just recently did she kick his ass a little i hope so i mean like i i don't know whatever you know whatever floats her boat i guess uh so finally uh after talking on and off through the years uh somewhere in uh the mid 90s she arrived at his house carrying a giant purple wedding cake and wearing head to toe black vinyl. She, she proposed to him. In front of him. <laughs> <laughs> she said, How does it feel? <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> no, actually, she proposed to him oh and they got married on her birthday, April 8th, 1995. So, um, we're recording this on the 11th, so happy oh, birthday. Oh, well, shit. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, they had their first public appearance as a couple that year at Cannes Film Festival, where she announced that they were on their honeymoon, and when asked whether or not they, they had fun together, she said, quote, we stay, home at, uh, we stay home and talk a lot, laugh a lot, jump on the bed, bark at each other and so no that's the answer to that one not at all <laughs> like, like, no it's a hell i have to live through every a rough, day of my a life rough 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 <laughs> that means i rough you very much <laughs> donnie is there some sort of uh, uh of barking pun you want to make at this point <laughs> Now we know who's the cast in the National Treasure, and he's a real book of secrets. (laughs) (laughs) This in no way relates to USS Indianapolis Men of Courage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Uh, Just remember, boys and girls, it could happen to you. (laughs) You could be next. (laughs) Yeah. Why are we doing a podcast about this man again? I know, right? I've been saying this since day one. (laughs) (laughs) 
know, uh, she also said, quote, I know the marriage sounds really weird, incredibly abrupt, but we married out of a deep love for each other, not a, out of sexuality. We hadn't slept neither together of them had in eight that. years. <laughs> and they lived happily ever after. Yeah. You know, well, she said that like it wasn't out of sexuality, and I was thinking, well, yeah, I mean apparently it sounds like y'all didn't get it on in in mexico so you you all you all think it's about sexuality it's so funny you should think that i don't know why you should think anything would be ever about sexuality oh my oh oh my now he said quote i think she's a romantic there's a sense of mythology about her i think she likes our story i know i like it it says of me that if i see something i want to i want i go for it i won't stop i will not stop it doesn't feel pain or remorse or fear and it absolutely will not stop ever until you are wed exactly <laughs> i said that thing i said the exact same thing to my husband last night i was like she he's like the fucking Terminator, yeah. and he won't stop until she is wed <laughs> like it is i need your clothes and your bike like, i feel like when i'm reading that quote like i need to have some sort of like dark that's why they never scored he just shoot her in the leg like, I won't stop. I will not It'll stop. It'll either be a time to kill or a honeymoon in Vegas. <laughs> He's a real matchstick man. <laughs> and especially like the part where he says, like, it says of me that if I see something... I want not like someone I want. Like I, I, I will have that bagel. It will be mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's just so crude of him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <God damn> it. <laughs> uh, but uh, their friend uh, Jim Carrey said, "Quote: Their marriage was a very wild thing, but I like them together. They're pretty cool, and she's very cool. And you know, I've been shocked by his devotion. He's really trying to make it work and be a good husband. And when and he utterly failed, work, but you know, he tried. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's trying. He's 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 putting in his best there. <laughs> no effort." But uh, that's the that's the story. They lived happily ever after. They're still together and uh, <laughs> right. <we're> strong. <laughs> what about all those so other? We're going to talk about when they turn this story into the beloved and tearful movie, the Princess of or the Tale of Princess Kaguya. Uh, what now? <laughs> this is almost the exact same story as the Tale of the Princess Kaguya. It is it, an animated it, movie it, okay. about almost the same premise, just minus Cage. So maybe they just didn't want to step on some toes. For a little bit in the middle there, it's like when Harry met Sally, and it's kind of compelling. But then it just ends, unlike when True. Harry met Then Sally. it just ends. And, uh, of course, you know, we'll we'll have to get into, I guess, the end uh, eventually. <laughs> That's what he but, said! <laughs> 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 Then it becomes a real season of the witch. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's next. <laughs> <laughs> then she learned he was the sorcerer's apprentice. 
<laughs> when he told her, he found himself on frozen ground. <laughs> <laughs> and she gets left behind. <laughs> she went to the Humanity Bureau because she was seeking justice. <laughs> I guess it broke the trust. <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> but uh yeah so that's the story of uh of his first marriage marriage and probably his best he said like five mark? of those now uh, no uh i think he's been married four times now is that counting the most recent one? But uh, well, well, we'll eventually get into all this. But I mean, I mean, there there is time. Oh, yeah. There is another. <laughs> so there is another. So you know, we we've uh, we've talked a lot about the cage here over these uh, past few months. Um, I we we we, uh, we we haven't really none of us has really mentioned like like our our own personal history with the cage, apart from the fact that he stalks your nightmares, Linda. <laughs> I'd say that's personal. Do, do, do any of you remember what your first Nicolas Cage movie was? Raising Arizona. It was Raising Arizona. That'd be a good one to start with. Or I mean, it's probably my first experience with him. But I, I think that like he was always there and probably haunting my nightmares since I was born. I think my first was either Honeymoon in Vegas or Wild at Heart. And I'm hoping it was wild at heart because if I if I'd started with Honeymoon in Vegas, I never should have watched any of his movies ever again. We saw <laughs> Honeymoon in Vegas in the theater when it came out. Oh my god! Mm, yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah. That was an experience. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they were Classified playing that. replaying it when we were kids in yeah. the '90s. I remember hey, at shit. one point, uh, I think I think it was I think it was Pizza Hut that 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 had like a giveaway where you got a free DVD for a while, and one of them was Honeymoon in Vegas. So, <laughs> <laughs> take this movie. Yeah, it's like it's like we just need. To I think one of the other options was oh. was was uh, Josie and the Pussycats. Actually, there were only like five movies, that. and they were they all were like also... like if you if there was a box set from an actor, it'd be the third one that you wish wasn't there. <laughs> But they were also giving away um, the uh, uh, was it the, the the Bill and Ted's at the time? No, it wasn't Bill it and was Ted. Bogus it wasn't Journey, the first one. It? it was the second bogus one. Bogus Journey. Yeah. There bogus are worse journey. things than Bogus Journey, like Honeymoon in Vegas. Yeah. 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 Well, that reminds Without me when we uh, game tested at Warner Brothers, and at the Ooh. end, they're like, "You guys get two free games." Like, "Oh, this is awesome!" Oh, yeah. like, Here's a whole catalog. <laughs> like, All right, cool. What's the second free game? Happy Feet. Like no, you you guys yeah. can keep it. And the woman actually said, like, no, please take it. Like, no, I told what happened. You're gonna take happy Tony feet. and I were both. We were both like, really, we don't, we we, we don't want it. No, you, like, take take it. no it. you take it. No, you take it. I'm gonna take it. The man like, who I made Mad Max that... made that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think that they didn't want us to to test any games. They were just like running a racket to get people to actually. It was all an elaborate plot to get rid of one copy of Happy Feet. <laughs> yeah. That ET landfill was full. <laughs> um, but, uh, does anybody have a favorite yeah, Cage movie? I have plenty. Could, could, could you could you boil it down to one to cageness? Yeah, it's, I mean, I mean, I just remember mostly when he suddenly, for no reason, became an action star in the nineties, 
Yeah, that was an interesting moment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I oh, for some reason like the Jerry Bruckheimer and face off and <laughs> Jesus Christ. For some reason Jerry Bruckheimer <laughs> thought it'd be a good idea to let the guy who directed the music video for I would do anything for love but I won't do that direct hundred million dollar action movies. For some reason that was a good idea. Why didn't he put Nick Cage in that music video and Patricia Arquette? It would have been an improvement. <laughs> or hell, why not just even that? Because why not cast both of them in a remake of Twilight. <laughs> Who fucking cares about age? Well, I think that the You know, the, Edward the was actually 150 Twilight years old, so it up... makes sense anyway. Um yeah, I'm really gonna say. Um <laughs> and you know, like if you actually uh, pay cool. attention to the source material, uh, <laughs> He's still in high school trying to pass off as a student. <laughs> Top of the morning to you. Who even says that anymore? God, Edward, you're so old sometimes. <laughs> That's so well, radical. The characters, in, <laughs> totally uh, the characters in Twilight ended up having more sex when they went on vacation than they did. So, yeah. I mean. Oh they had a Hawaiian God, sex tour. Edward, but I want to have him with his hair that he had in Raising Arizona. <laughs> And he has to wear a bear suit <laughs> sometimes. No, I want to see him as as the girl with, with Belle. Or her name is. Oh Jesus! Uh, that would work today. It'd be a role reversal. This could happen. Yeah, that's that's how that that's how they do it now. You know, or Melissa McCarthy would be every role. You know. <laughs> Or we could we could remake it and have him in every single role. Actually, that's a question. Why <laughs> hasn't this been made into a lifetime movie? Oh yeah, because we haven't. We made have it to yet. recast yeah. this romance, by the way, for the face-off segment. Uh. And this brings us to our Kickstarter. <laughs> We're going to be kickstarting this into a movie. <laughs> <laughs> we need your lifetime dollars dear fans some of you have deep pockets and you know you don't know what to do with that money so you might as well give it to us to make this random film that no one asked for yes we won't pocket the profits <laughs> honest are you a real chud <laughs> <laughs> or... what the fuck does chuds have to do with anything contamination hazard urban disposal because <laughs> they're, they're caged hearts united by a dream <laughs> I th- I believe I remember you had an alternate uh, uh, four letter thing for our cage fans uh, early on. You Cunt. know, yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be cute and talk word. around it with cutting runs or something, but yeah, I could just say that too. <laughs> cage charts as one word. C, uh, united you by the national and treasure T. Yeah. So. Chuds or cunts, I mean, it's your choice. Built on NT technology. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> so, uh, if we're going to recast this uh, romance, though, I think maybe uh, Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, or uh, <laughs> Andy Dick, possibly. Um, uh, uh, Tommy Lee. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I tried yeah, to watch uh, Netflix's film of Motley Crue, The Dirt, um, and oh, I got about I really, 30 minutes Donnie into did. that. I sympathize with you. It's on my list. I'm, I mean, like... Take I'm, it off the list. I, 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 I do. I, 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 have a, I have a more than healthy appreciation for hair metal, but I've never really been a Crue fan, partly because Vince Neil is kind of a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they weren't really that exceptional. They made great music, but their story itself was just really... 
like, they were drunken assholes. <laughs> yeah. Do they go over the story about like how they were they were screwing so many women? They ended up put, trying like hot sauce on their dicks to like stave away STDs. No, I, I mean they probably smelled like tacos already. You know. <laughs> well, you told me they had a they had a tour where they didn't shower. Yes, that's true. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, if I'm recasting this whole story, let's put in Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan because why not? Yeah, they're they're every other romance. Yes, exactly. It's all they do is. Romance. How am I supposed to get you a black tulip? <laughs> I don't no, know what sex I is. We, we kind of talked about it before, and now, like more so than ever, I want to see Tommy Wiseau play him. <laughs> How could you love him and have his baby off and on like romance? He's grow black tulips. Maybe that's where he has. That's where Tom Hanks has to go. Is Tommy Wiseau for black tulips? I could be caged, really sexy kid. See these arms, yeah. (laughs) I got you this orchid for my princess, Patricia. (laughs) Patricia, baby. (laughs) They say love is blind. (laughs) (laughs) Trees are crowd, you know. Yeah. (laughs) But I want Patricia Arquette played by Patricia Arquette. Yeah. Yeah, she'd probably do it. And I want her paid Dream more. Warriors. <laughs> that's a good ending. <laughs> and that's your Patricia Arquette kiss off. <laughs> uh, 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 how can we end it like that without paying homage to Katie Bowman? Uh, I'm sure she's a person. You fuckers. This woman <laughs> is a doctor at 29 of science who gave us our first picture oh, of a black yes. hole. <laughs> oh, yes. that, sorry, that actually, that's new news. For once, Donnie is actually being a decent human okay, being. Okay, so so clearly, <laughs> yes. I, I don't know any up-to-the-minute up to information unless it's about a Nicolas Cage marriage, apparently. <laughs> 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 the only news I see is, that the, is, is from one of the TVs oh. on the treadmill. Okay, so since I'm never a decent human being, then let's recast it and replace the whole Tom Hanks thing with Woody Allen and Song Yi. Or uh, Jerry Seinfeld in The 15-Year-Old Hooker. Roman Polanski. (laughs) Does no one remember Jerry Seinfeld in The 15-Year-Old Hooker? Oh, this was real, people. Come at us, Jerry. <laughs> What's with these podcasts? What are you supposed to listen to those on anyway? Uh, I don't hear any podcasts when I turn on my radio. Teenagers, who understands them? God damn it. Like, how do we recover from this? Well, you can I find us online. Uh, Donnie's back. on I Twitter. Can't be a decent human being. <laughs> but you're still guard the Twi'lek. You people bring me down. <laughs> to your place. <laughs> Did you guys ever hear of a 2004 said. boy band called Before Four and their and uh, their song If You Get Down On Me, I'll Get Down On You? 
I'm gonna make you come tonight over to my house. Are you gonna say the creeper from Jeepers Creepers had a band called Be Eating You? (laughs) That was a boy band of creepers. Uh, (laughs) So you listen to Beating You? No, no, say it differently. Come on. It's not beating you, it's beating you. But we got to save that for our future podcast. <laughs> People at home, next uh, week we uh, will have a movie, so don't despair. Yes, next week we're actually going to be talking about Moonstruck, Ooh. which was uh, also in 1987. So see, it, it kind of relates. Just like Hellraiser 1 and Def Leppard's Hysteria and the Living Daylights, 1987. <laughs> 1987. I thought you were going to say they all had share. I would have believed you. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's oh, the so so share? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. What? You opened the box and I came. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, please, I, I hope we, we, we didn't ruin everything for you. Um, <laughs> if you're still here, if you're still listening, Please, please, please listen, follow, rate, and you review. like button. Download all of our our, our stuff on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. and YouTube. YouTube. Um, Discover yeah, us. Yeah, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also on YouTube as A.A. A. Smith and on DeviantArt as Leo the Fox. Come find my shit, damn it. I'm not the boy who blew still, but I think I should be. And I'm on real goals. And you should not find me at all because I'll ignore you. I'm not a socialite. I am such a And find our, our Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> Which now we have to make a thing, apparently. Uh, it'll go on the Patreon. Give us money. And remember, you can find us at Cage's Kiss on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website at cageskiss.com and you can write to us at cageskiss at gmail.com. Uh, anybody anybody want to try to take a stab at that kiss off? <laughs> I'm so glad we have a picture of a black hole that sucked up all the failures in my life. Yeah, you, you, you get a rocket, go to it right quick, you know, and just kind of hop in. Cage, cage. <laughs> Musical genius. And that's how it's done.